Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey everybody, welcome to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT along with Camaro Dave and Commander Chris coming to you from our Turn It, Don't Burn It studios here in Portland, Oregon. Uh, we'd like to hope you all are having a great week and continue to do so as we work our way out through all this craziness with the pandemic and all that stuff. Uh, we'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef. That's beef the way nature has intended. You can check it out online at PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. And uh, also don't forget our folks over there at uh, Gunter Wilhelm Knives. Great product there. I've been using them now for about six months and they work really well in the kitchen. So do you like to cook outside? Do you like to, you know, build a campfire and kind of, you know, do it to caveman style? Or do you like to throw a grill on the rocks or what do you do? Well, we might have a, a new solution for you today. I'm talking to Jordan and Nace Roberts from MMM Grills in um, Oklahoma, I believe. And uh, they were kind enough to send me one of their new campfire grills. Um, they're going to tell us all about it. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Yes, Not a problem. So you sent this to me, and I got to confess, because of the winter weather, it kind of sat in the hallway for a couple, three weeks before I took it outside and put it together, just because of ice storms and all that. And I know you all had that crap back there, too. But yeah. I was intrigued that, you know, this is a pretty easy way. It's it's. It's heavy duty, and I don't mean that for just be you know weight wise. I mean it's heavy duty. It's not going to wear out or anything. But if you're serious about outdoor cooking and open over open fires, uh, this is a, a really fun and interesting uh, grill to use. How did you come up with it? Well, um, during the pandemic, me and my nation, er, me and me and my nation, me and my brother. Uh, we did a lot of camping with our families. We got a, a bunch of younger kids and stuff, so we found ourselves. Uh, doing a lot of camp with the families, and uh, me and me and Nate uh, ha- had this idea um, as we were trying to cook on one of those old rusty um, campground uh, grills. Um, you, you know, you're you're not quite sure if someone <laughs> from the night before might have put out the fire by urinating on it, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's true. So it's we, true. So we thought, you know what? You know, we manufacture parts for everybody, you know, uh, you know, around the world, and we have some of our own products. Why don't we just make a grill for us that, number one, it's going to last us forever. Uh, number two, it's not going to rust, and we know it's safe to cook on. Right, Nick? Yeah, that's exactly it. And uh, so that's, that's kind of the uh, where the whole dream came from. We wanted to make something simple, but something that would last forever. And, and so to tie on to his story, uh, we made a couple of just prototypes of our first grills, and we went to a campground, yeah. and uh, about six other families came to our grill site and started wanting to cook on their, their steaks and, and everything on there. Uh, and so Jordan and I looked at each other, and we're like, this might be a project we need to get into everybody's hands. Yeah. And so it was that moment that we were like, okay, we need to mass produce these. Yeah, it's... Uh, 
it's kind of a patriotic theme. Um, it, it, it has the American flag cut into 304 stainless steel food grade stainless. And so there was a bunch of campers out there. And when they'd walk by that, they would, they would, you know, stop and ask those questions. They're like, you mind if we cook our steaks on them? We're like, absolutely. Yeah. So that's great. That's a great story too. I mean, did you, when you were working on the design, I really like the design. I'm a, I'm a red, white, and blue guy all the way through, you know? And so when I saw the flag and, and, uh, you know, I was looking at that and I thought that's, that's very, very cool. How'd you come up with the design? I mean, the, the optics of the design. Um, it was, it's pretty much like everything we do in our, in our company, as far as our, our manufacturing shop, um, is based around bringing American factoring jobs back to the United States. And so a lot of everything that we do is based and centered around, uh, the red, white, and blue and bringing jobs back to the state. And so it was kind of, uh, it was just kind of something that was ingrained on us and it, 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 it just made sense. Yeah. Um, so our dad passed away eight years ago. And, and so Jordan and I, um, just took over the company and, and what dad built a, a great company already. We decided that we needed to take it to the next level. And we decided that we needed to have a uh, branding kind of like the Tiffany box. Everyone sure. knows when they get the Tiffany box, they know when they see that blue box, whether you have uh, stickers in it, it, there's a value to it. Right. So we knew that we wanted to bring a value uh, to all the boxes, to our branding, to our uh, logos. And so about eight years ago, we just decided, hey, we're in America. We love America. We love the colors. Uh, why not implement that into everything we touch and, and so people can see and feel the quality? And so it was kind of a – when we thought about the grill instantly, we said, hey, let's put a flag on there. Yeah. I think that's very cool. I think that's very cool. Now, who did the design work? Not not as far as the optics, but the, the functioning design work on that. Did you both so, work on it, or how did you come up with it? Yeah, you usually me and Nace always uh, design together. So we like to do a process where we collaborate out loud. Um, we think about all the design features. We think about the pros and cons. We think about just the practical use, you know, and then is there a weak point in our design and if there is let's figure it out now before we try a, you know a prototype and then you know instead of doing a bunch of you know revisions and doing 10 or 15 prototypes let's let's try to nail it the first time and, and so we only made one revision on this after we did our first prototype but everything was was on point except for one feature that we found that was it, it, it was still good but we wanted to make it the best so we we did make one revision so but we we did a lot of collaboration before we ever uh, you know, started doing CAD in design, but, you know, so. When you do something on CAD and, and I'm going to let you explain it to the listeners, I know what it is because when I was in school, there was a lot of engineering guys and architectural guys and design guys. And that's all they ever talked about was, um, but when you do that, do you, I'm always curious about how things are built. And, you know, you said you only made one change really from the prototype and that, but you know, the way the the way the the grill plate goes up and down and, and that, I mean, was that already in your head when you started this or was that something that you said, well, it might be better if we do this? Yeah, that was that was something that we had already decided on. We, we had we had looked at a, a few other possibilities mm-hmm. um, and something that me and him always talk about is we want to make it to where anybody can use it young, old, smart or dumb. 
<laughs> you know, so, uh, <laughs> we want to, we want, we want a product that's going to be repeatable and that people can't get hurt on it, you know, as much as possible. Sure. You know, their, their food's not going to fall off of it or whatever. So there are different things that we looked at and this was the design we decided this is the most scalable, repeatable and user-friendly. Well, I'll tell you, when I was a kid, we used to pack into the mountains a lot. I grew up on a little horse ranch and, uh, you know, we get up there and those were long days, especially for a little kid. Cause I started when I was riding a Shetland and as you know, Shetland ponies are God's revenge on little kids. And, um, <laughs> you know, you would get up there and the first thing my mom would do is dad was kind of, you know, unpacking the pack horse and, and this type of thing. She'd build a fire ring. And a lot of times we went to the same spot, you know, we, we'd been there before. So there was always a, a fire ring made out of rocks or stones like that. And, and she'd get a fire going and get the coals going and get it great down there. And then she'd start cooking. And, you know, I'm not so sure that you would say that was really a gourmet meal, but it sure as hell tasted like it after you'd been in the yeah. saddle for, you know, 12 or 14 hours that day. Right. And, uh, you know, you were cold and you were tired and they were trying to set, you know, tents up in the dark and all that stuff. And we've all been there. But I think this really adds something to it because you could also, you know, you can cook directly on it, like you said, but you can also throw a cast iron skillet on it and work with it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a I think that's a really great attribute. And the other attribute that I like, I'm not a big fan, and my listeners know that, of the caveman style, which is like throwing your meat right on the coals. I, right. I think I've progressed beyond that. You know what I mean? And uh, and I I really like the uh, I really like the MMM because you can raise it and lower it, put it as close as you want if you want to get that kind of really seared caveman style without having to brush off the hot, hot chunks of coal. So I want to hear right. your thoughts on that. Um, my thoughts are, so Jordan and I kind of created a hybrid uh, grill where you get kind of the, the smoke flavor, but also you can get the sear. And the way we did that was the spacing of uh, basically the lines, the little griddles, right. uh, one for the, the structural integrity and two, to allow enough uh, surface area to get that sear. Because some people are wondering, uh, well, I get a sear if I have a steak. And honestly, we've had uh, some of uh, the top people on Instagram or YouTube that are, are well-known chefs or, uh, you know, outdoors uh, people. They're like, this is the best steak I've ever had because it's two in one. It's basically I get the smoke flavor, but I'm also getting the, the sear as well. Right. Um, so, and we like the versatility of it as well. We were, we're, like you said, we can get it real low. If we're cooking a steak when a sear, we can raise it up. If we're doing some uh, vegetables or, you know, um, some lighter meat like fish or, you know, um, sure. some shrimp or whatnot. That doesn't take much heat. Um, so you can basically do tons of stuff. Um, one thing Jordan and I, we found out as we're doing this product, another add-on is when you're doing a campfire, everybody's around your campfire. So you're cooking your food, everybody's hanging out, everybody's, uh, you know, just having a good old time. And then you can pull off your grill once you're done and have still have the campfire. Where used to, I was outside, you know, in the summer, just by my propane tank and just sweating. And I'm the only one out there. Everybody else is having <laughs> you know, fun inside uh, with the whole family and I'm out there sweating, but now it's like, it's like, um, it's like bringing the family back together. Just kind of like the good old days. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, it's something that me and Nace did when we camped a lot, you know, instead of building two fires and having to buy two racks of wood to go camping or whatever with our steaks, you know, he's able to have his grill and I'm able to have my grill set up on the same steak so yep. his is 180 degrees set for mine so he he can cook for his family 
well, I'm cooking for my, for my family, but we're all in the same area together doing it at the same time. Do you ever reach across and steal something there, Jordan? Just off of Nasus? Uh, yes. Okay. You know, when, <laughs> when he's not looking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I, I got to give you credit for that. That's a good thing. We're going to take a break here on Barbecue Nation. We're talking with Jordan and Nate Roberts, creators of the MMM Grill. Um, you're going to like it. We're going to talk some more to the Roberts brothers right after this. You're listening to Barbecue Nation on the Sun Radio Networks. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, welcome back to Barbecue Nation here on the Sun Radio Networks. I'm JT. Uh, if you'd like to get a hold of us, uh, comment about the show, you can do it in multiple ways. Like everybody now, you can do the old-fashioned email, and you can go to barbecuenationjt.com, and there's an icon on there to send us a message. Um, or you can just, if you want to get it to me quicker, you can just go info at thecowboycook.com and send it to me. Um, you also do Facebook and Twitter, um, all that stuff. We've got all those things. So. 17, 18 platforms now that the podcast version of the show goes out on. So, you know, it's kind of cool. We're out there. Um, we're talking with Jordan Roberts and his brother Nace from MMM slash USA creators of the MMM Grill. How's that? Did I get it all in there, guys? It's perfect. Yep, okay. Great. When you guys were going camping and stuff and you were working on the development of this and, and you know, it's just a process of life and all that. But what did your like your families think of this? Well, the first time you whipped one of these babies out, it was probably over at the house and you, you know, you got a fire, you put this thing down. I mean, where, did your wife come out and scratch their heads or going, what'd you two guys do now? One of those questions. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think we're kind of past that point. We've been, uh, Jordan's been married 15 years. Yeah. I've been married 10 years and we've been in the machine shop for uh, between 20 and 25 years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, being, an entrepreneur and uh, brainstorming and um, they've always seen our hard work and weird creative uh, ideas. Um, but I think they, my wife actually tasted the food first before she saw what was going on. Uh-huh. So when she had the steak, she was like, yep, that's money. Uh, so <laughs> uh, she was, she was all on board. She didn't care how many hours we're working and putting into this idea. Uh, she's actually helped. And um, most of our branding, uh, our videos um, uh-huh. and just reaching out to people, making uh, content uh, graphics, just to make sure that when people see our content or our boxes, they're like, they actually know what it is. We know it's real, but I need somebody within two seconds. I need somebody to know exactly how to work it and know that's made in America, knows the pros of the stainless steel, uh, that it won't rust, that's durable. And um, so she all on board and she helps us. So. Well, yeah, but so like some people will like, design their websites, you know, and then think that it's really cool because they did it and they didn't pay someone else. Well, his wife actually does that stuff for a living. We, we just get it for free because he's married to her. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Right. There's nothing wrong with My that. My family loved the idea of the grill. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I'll tell you what I, I, over the years I've paid web designers a lot of money and I, I'm usually unhappy at the end and I'm normally a happy right. guy. 
But if you can find somebody like that to work with in a small company and, and really keep it fresh and going, um, just like with cooking, uh, you got to keep kind of innovating, stick with the basics, but expand a little bit. It, it works. Uh, it works really good. So if somebody uh, is looks at your website and stuff, and I'm sure you've got this information on there, but what do they weigh and how do you clean them? Okay. Well, they're, they're a little underneath 30 pounds, um, steaks and everything. Um, mm-hmm. just the plate itself is only about, about 10 to 15 pounds. Okay. And then, it, and then as far as cleaning goes, um, it just kind of depends on, you know, are you, are you packing up from the campsite and going home or are you leaving it in your fire pit, um, and then going inside? So usually I just scrape it, uh, you know, with a spatula and just, uh, you know, if I'm going home from the campsite, I will just take, uh, you know, some paper towel and just wipe off the excess grease. Sure. Um, you know, so. Is it one of those things, Nace, where you can throw it up against the tree at the end of the season, hit it with a pressure washer for five minutes, wipe it down, and you're good? Oh, oh absolutely. Uh, yeah, we have a guy in Florida. Um, that That's what he's done. He's done some soap and water um, to get off the grease, but definitely you can do uh, the power washer. Um, and Jordan and I, we just left ours outside just to see how it has done the last six months before we've actually pushed it to market. And, um, they do clean it very well. Um, but also, yeah, it depends if somebody burns their food on it or if there's a lot of, you know, grease burns or whatnot. Yeah. Sure. Definitely use the power. Well, I do a lot of, I do a lot of TV shows. In fact, I'm doing segments for your CBS affiliate there in Tulsa, KOTV that airs every two or three weeks. They're just, they're little short things, but they dump them in the noontime news. But the one thing at my house is I've got a tree not far from my deck. And I always take my grills, um, my grates and stuff over there. And I just pressure wash them real quick and uh, let them dry and put them back on there. And they're good to go. And so, and the reason I ask you about that, and especially cleaning up, if you're into camping, if you're into hunting, if you're into packing and, you know, your cast iron can get pretty rickety, but and, but it's good and you can treat it, you know, heat it, oil it, clean it up a little bit like that. A lot of the stuff you buy at the sporting goods stores, and I'm making quotation marks here with my hands, is yeah. kind of cheap ass stuff. You're probably not going to be happy with it, you know, especially if you go out right. and, and you, you do it more than once. Or if this is your first time really trying to get into, like I said, hunting, fishing, camping, hiking, whatever. You buy that dollar ninety seven stuff at the at the local um, stop and rob. It's gonna fall apart on you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So uh, I uh, like the uh, stop and rob. <laughs> so you know when when we designed this, um, price is always in the back of our mind. We want to make something that people can afford, and not just not just you know the elite or whatever or these high profile, you know, cooking people, you know, that have so much money, they don't know what to do with. Right. But we all, we also want to design something, you know, a product that, you know, the average person can buy too, uh, with the the fact that we want this thing to last forever. So we want it to be like a one-time investment. Sure. You, you can go to a lot of these places and I'm not going to say names, but these, right. but these places that you're spending 50 bucks to, 300 bucks on a product or a grill that will literally burn out in one season. Well, ours is going to have lifetime warranty with it. Number one, we're not, you're going to have to run over that thing with your truck to mess it up. 
Um, but it, it's not going to get weathered. You're not going to have to worry about cooking in a pile of rust. Um, and so we, we wanted something that people don't do anymore. And that is to make something that will last because I don't, I don't want you to have to spend $45 or $120 every season. I want you to spend it once and then know by every season you go to grill, that thing's exactly in the same condition as you left it last season. I think that's a, that's a great, great, um, model and motto and, um, theory behind or what you're pushing there. I think that's really, really good. We're going to talk some more to uh, Jordan and Nace Roberts from MMM USA, creators of the MMM Grill, right after this on Barbecue Nation. If you're enjoying GT and his show, come check out my podcast, Around the House with Eric G, where we talk home improvement and design right here where you catch this podcast. Head to AroundTheHouseOnline.com. Hey, welcome back to, um, what are we doing today? Oh yeah, Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, your host here on the Sun Radio Networks. I'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef just like your grandpa used to raise. If your grandpa raised beef, <coughs> excuse me. And also Gunter Wilhelm knives. They're very balanced. They're very efficient in the kitchen. I use them at home. I use them on TV. So it's GunterWilhelmKnives.com. Check them out. They're really good. Um, again, if you want to contact us, you can just go to Barbecue Nation JT. And there's an icon uh, that's .com. And you send me a message that way. You can do it at info at thecowboycook.com. Uh, you can send me a carrier pigeon. Any of that works for me. And uh, right now we're talking with uh, Jordan and Nace Roberts from MMM. They've got a great portable grill that you cook over live fire with. And I'm and I'm really impressed with this. I've tried it at home in between ice storms. It worked really well for me. The guys are very creative that came up with this. Now, you 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 create and manufacture other things for other companies too, don't you? Yeah. What types of things do you develop for companies? So, you know, we've, we've done reverse engineering for companies that have brought, you know, products back to the States that they, uh, that they acquired. We've, um, we've done a lot of oil and gas um, laboratory test equipment. Sure. Uh, we've done aerospace and defense. Um, we've done, uh, butters for, uh, butter companies. Uh, uh, we're, uh, Nathan, can you think of anything else? We've done a lot. <laughs> You've done, done a lot. lot. Yeah. Tell me about the putter. I do all, I also do a golf show. So, <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. We have, uh, even made barrels for the paintball industry. Um, so for the, uh, putters, it, 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 it's a company called American putter company. And imagine that, that we got teamed up yeah. with somebody with that name. So, um, <laughs> We uh, have de been developing really high-end custom putters for for them, so and you, uh, ball markers and a lot of other stuff as well. Do you actually do you just make the die for it, or do you actually mill the putters? Yeah, this is all CNC machined. Okay, on machines made here in the United States. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So you were talking about going camping and stuff with your family. Did you guys start out that way, kind of in a rural setting and? Uh, or semi-rural setting and go camping with your folks or hunting and fishing when you were kids to help develop all these skills? I would say, 
yeah, we've always had, you know, we've always lived in neighborhoods with, you know, probably a couple acres. And then uh, in high school, we moved out to some land with about 25 acres. And, and that's where our shop is actually uh, sitting now with several acres. But um, dad and our um, dad and our families, we would have family reunions where we go camping. Uh, that was, you know, before the day of everybody being stuck to their media device or their phones or, you know, anything. Uh, we would go camping. We'd go fishing. We'd definitely go to trout farms. We'd go canoeing. Canoeing. Um, we did. There's a lot of stuff we didn't do, uh, but there was a lot of stuff that we're very grateful that he did uh, be able to teach us of just the little fundamentals of starting fires, um, you know, skipping rocks, catching fish. You sure. Know, you know, flames right when you catch them, just throwing them right on the grill uh, that way. So um, we're very appreciative. So uh, we did get some training when we were young with our, our family. Well, that's great. I mean, that, that kind of all envelops the way your work ethic and everything else. And so um, that's kind of the way I grew up. I was a little more probably out in the sticks than you were, but uh, I miss it a lot. I can tell you that. I miss I miss those days when you wanted quiet. You just walked out through a pasture and sat down in the middle of it. So, And uh, right. we didn't have cell phones and that. All right. So you've developed the MMM-USA grill like that. What do you have anything else you're working on along those lines? Yeah. So we, we already have a couple other products out as well. Um, we, we have the mm griddle. Um, so it's basically set up and, uh, made to pair with the, uh, mm grill on, on even the same steaks. It has the exact same steaks. Uh, but it's a, uh, 304 stainless steel griddle. Uh, obviously you can't have the American flag cut in it or your scrambled eggs and your pancakes will fall through. So it's, it's all, it's all solid stainless steel. You do scrambled eggs, pancakes. Uh, you, you can do some mean smashed burgers on it. I mean, it's awesome. Oh, I bet. I bet. Well, that's the thing too. You know, if you're out there and you got a couple of potatoes in your pack back, you can dice them up with your pocket knife and throw them on there and, and uh, put some salt and pepper on them. And believe me, when you're hungry, those things are the best in the world. Yeah, and then we also have uh, what what we call the uh, the uh, grill box, mm-hmm. and uh, so it it's it's kind of like a uh, charcoal chimney uh-huh. um, paired with a grill. So you can put all your charcoal in there, and it also has a uh, a grill top, a stainless steel. It's all stainless steel, everything. Um, it's a ten by ten by seven inches deep. Um, so it's more of a smaller travel size, maybe. Um, maybe like tailgating, you know, type of a, you know, tool. Sure. Um, but it, it'll, it'll have kebab spot, uh, spots cut out in it. Um, so, but it, yeah, it, it, it's just one of those things that we made to where it'll, it'll last forever. So. so here's a big question. Are you guys Sooners or Cowboys fans? Well, I'm going to let Nate answer his thought because I, I, I'm just, a, I don't get too much into those things. Okay. Um, so, so, two reasons why I'm going to choose the team I'm, I'm going to choose. So when I was about probably about six years old, I, I used to do some chores for my grandma. And uh, she, so she would give me about 25 cents, 10 cents just to do chores. So after about, uh, it's probably a couple of months of making some money. She took me to the Walmart before it's, you know, the super Walmart. Sure. And she asked if I want to buy anything. So I picked out a t-shirt. So the first t-shirt I ever bought was a Sooners. And then, uh, and my wife is a Sooner. She actually went there and graduated from there. So I'm I'm definitely a Sooners. I'm, I'm definitely I go for both teams, um, but I'm definitely born for the Sooners. Well, I don't live there, but I'm kind of a Sooners fan for football. I keep an eye on them, but I'm a Cowboys guy for golf. 
So does that make sense to you? Because they, right? Yeah, yeah. That I, uh, you had a lot of good golfers come through that Cowboys program back there. So I'm, um, I'm really happy with that. Besides steak, guys, what's your favorite individual thing, each one of you, to cook on your grill? Um, I'm, I'm a big wings fan, so I love to cook wings over an open fire. Sounds I'm, yeah for me um I, I really like to pair any meat with a, a fish or steak or you know um, I really like doing some cut up veggies some yeah. mushrooms some zucchinis and grilled nose yep. just salt and pepper that's what we usually do just salt and pepper uh, and then usually what we'll do is do some um, use some bacon grease and put over that so that's really what we've been using so I really enjoy those that's um, some pretty good ideas there you know I I try to a couple of steaks on it and um i did uh dig out a well i didn't dig it out i went to the grocery store and bought it a couple of ears of corn and uh just, oh yeah those those are kind of my basic those are my test requirements if you pass that test then you're in you know what i mean <laughs> yeah so, so and that worked really well i'm just trying to figure out how to get get it so it actually like, and I haven't cooked a big enough piece of meat on it yet, but I was thinking like a tri-tip or something that I could do on there that I could get okay. an imprint of the stars and stripes. Right. You know, that right. would, that would be cool. It, it would be cool. You probably couldn't flip it too much. You had to let it sear there. Right. Um, I, I, I have done some spare ribs on there. And uh, so I, I kind of have a fire pit build up to where I have uh, kind of a rock wall surrounding it. Sure. And then the front is open. Um, and so it kind of ends up being like an oven. And, uh, so I did some spare ribs on there and they came out, I mean, just delicious. Oh man. That just sounds just, way, way too good. Oh yeah. Just, just with the bone right out of them. It was awesome. So for the people listening and if they're interested and they eventually get one of your, uh, MMM grills, what advice do you give them when they're first starting? I mean, if they've never done something like this before, they've always been cooking on a, a gas grill or a pellet grill or something. Live fire yeah. sometimes can be a little spooky for them. So what do you recommend they, they do or try? Yeah, so um, I would just recommend, you know, taking it slow. Um, it's not like uh, it's not like shopping on Amazon. You're not going to order it and get it next day prime, you know, type of deal. So whenever you go out to cook, I, I think it's more of the event itself that you're enjoying the time of, of learning, um, spending time with your friends and family, but also, you know, just taking it slow, experimenting, trying new things. Um, you know, it's easier to cook, um, you know, over coals than it is, you know, uh, an inconsistent fire that's, you know, blazing one minute and going down the sure. next. So, you know, it's a lot easier to cook over those coals once you let the fire burn down just, just a little bit. Yeah, I, I would tie into that. Uh, one thing Dora and I usually say is the, the pros go slow. Yeah. Um, so. First of all, when you're when you're getting your fire going, let it uh, get to a good temperature. So let the coal start building up before you just don't start cooking with the lighter fluid. Um, <laughs> having the fire, make sure it's like a good constant temperature. Yeah. And then maybe have your grill set, you know, higher when you're first ever um, using it the first time, and then season it. So you're gonna put either some kind of oil on the grill uh, before it gets hot. You can uh, slice up an onion and do it that way, and then that way there's no like weird quench of just throwing a grill on the open fire. That's not really, um, really seasoned yet. Yeah. Right. I, I think whenever I seasoned my grill, I did some thick cut bacon and then a couple of slices of onion. So I let those, 
I cooked the bacon up a little bit higher. My, my point was not to crisp the uh, bacon up as fast as possible. It was more to get oil all over the grill and then use the onion to spread it around and close up those pores on the grill. So, so it creates that nonstick surface. And another uh, tip uh, for beginners, if you're doing a meat and a veggies, you might do uh, more of your coals on one side on your meat side or vice versa that way because um, your your different foods will cook at uh, t- different temperatures so sure. you have to have maybe a different uh, some heat zones yeah and you'll be able to control those so sometimes we're moving the coals back and forth or we're flipping our food and not just sometimes just not fire directly in the center jordan and nace roberts from mmm it's the mmm grill how can they find you first of all yeah, they can just go to our website, mmm-usa.com. There you go. Um, I'm going to ask you guys to stick around for after hours. We've got uh, Kel Phelps coming up in the next segment talking about National Barbecue News. Uh, you're listening to Barbecue Nation on the Sun Radio Network. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey everybody, welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, and today, right now, we're talking with our old buddy, Kel Phelps, from National Barbecue News. And we're going to find out what's coming up in the next issue and what he's been up to the last month. Hey, bud, how you doing? Hey, I'm good, Jeff Tracy, man. Thanks for having us as always, brother. Uh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. So what do we got coming up in the next big edition of National Barbecue News? Yeah, man. So we're uh, we're already out with our March issue and uh, come out the first March. But we, um, we did some different stuff there. Um, we talked about uh, pastrami a little bit, how to go beyond barbecue. You know, a lot of people, uh, St. Patty's Day is just around the corner there and um, decided to do something a little different so that folks could uh, take their barbecue to another level. So we did some uh, meathead and those uh, awesome crew that he's got uh, shared their almost famous uh, pastrami <laughs> recipe with us. <laughs> Which I'm sure he's probably shared that thing. It looks like he shared it all over the place. Oh, he has. He has. I was going to say there's Meathead's fingerprints all over that if you're talking pastrami. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, man. Um, My mama always told me straight up. She said, if you don't toot your own horn, you run a risk of it not being tooted. Yeah. So toot, toot, toot. But (laughs) sharing the love, man. You know, that's the barbecue way, man. Share it. If you know it, share it. Don't just sit on it. What else you got in there? Man, we got a ton of stuff. We got events happening again, brother. Um, so excited. Just back in Georgia, actually, from uh, Fort Worth, Texas, the SEA World Championship uh, happened this past weekend. So uh, our April issue is going to have that. Uh, a good bit of that information there, man. Great event there. Uh, a lot of new faces, and that's that's always fun to see. You know, not just the normal um same old ones year after year going up getting awarded and uh claiming some of their uh some of their prizes man these are a lot of new folks so we're we're super excited about what's going on in the state world and happy to be there as part of our 30th anniversary tour as we rebooted that thing back up 
and um, a little over a thousand miles out there, and um, stayed over the weekend and made it back here to Georgia safe and sound. So we'll be having some of that in the April issue, and um, huge deal, man. Uh, starting up in April as well will be our sauces of honor entry. So there, it's actually in the March issue, the application, um, but it goes through the month of April. And that's a sauce contest we run to anybody, even your listeners, can enter. And um, all you got to do is just uh, put it in a mason jar, make sure it's sealed. And it's real simple, man. We're looking for the best sauce to go with chicken, the best sauce to go with pork, best sauce with beef. Or the best sauce to go with seafood, which we use shrimp as our base there to test it with. But uh, so all that's happening, man, and um, just smoking like always, brother. Can I come down and be part of the judging team on the sauce deal? <laughs> Heck yeah! <laughs> just come on, man. We got we'll 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 even reserve your seat, brother. Indeed. <laughs> Big old king's chair over there in the side. Yeah, I have my. I'll use a uh, a rib for a scepter. You know. <laughs> there you go. You do that. Sounds doable to me, man. Yeah. So, Kel, how long you been doing this? This is our thirty first year, man. Um, like I say, our thirtieth anniversary tour got kind of kicked back a year ago to the day when we were in Fort Worth. Um, we. Ace Hardware is our major sponsor, and of course we got others: B and B Charcoal, Grill Greats, Maverick Thermometers, Gunner Wilhelm Cutlery, a couple of others. But those those guys, um, they all told us, "Hey, man, you take care of yourself. Just stay put, and when the time's right, we'll start going again." And uh, turned out one year ago uh, to the day we we stopped in Jessup, Georgia. So. Uh, with our 30th anniversary tour, so uh, we're continuing that one in our 31st year. <laughs> so, um, but most people understand that. But I was a tender, uh, tender teenager uh, getting into the barbecue world and been on the backside of the Barbecue News Magazine and um, Barbecue World since then. What um, your tour, your Ace Hardware tour, how far are you going and where are you going with that? Well, right now, man, I mean, we had it scheduled out to be all over the country. Um, you know, now we're kind of having to play it by ear bases, based off of when states open up and allow, um, you know, different gatherings. Man, the biggest thing um, with ACE hardware visits, uh, we got to make sure before we jump in there and, and do, a, uh, do a visit at an ACE hardware that they're ready. And, man, they have been working so hard to keep product on the shelves and stuff like that during all this. There's a lot of people, uh, younger people. Um, my research is showing me that the 20 to 30-year-olds uh starting to step up and dominate the outdoor grilling world um, in the backyard. So a lot of those newcomers, um, and they are supporting um, barbecue products like never before that are on the shelf that they can find. So um, hats off to Ace Hardware for keeping the the store stocked. They're trying to, and they're doing. They're getting there, and hopefully by first of summer, we'll have a slated schedule, and some of these states will be um, more opened up and uh, ready for us to come and uh, and uh, share with what we know and what we do and how we do it 
uh, with those employees of ACE. Well, I think the only ones you really have to worry about that'll put a lot of restrictions on you are probably the, the West coast States out here where I live. Cause they're, um, they are opening up gradually, at least here in the Northwest, but there's still a lot of restrictions. And right. if you guys tried to base your tour off of what Washington DC is telling you, good luck with that. <laughs> oh yeah. No, we, <laughs> thank goodness. Uh, we don't, um, I mean, we, you know, we go by our guidelines. We, we were safe and all that stuff as we go out. But um, we let those guys we we're working for in the ACE individual independently owned stores, um, we let them tell us when they're ready. And um, this past weekend when we were in uh, Fort Worth, um, we had the opportunity to work with some of the Westlake stores. And there's like 25 of those in the Fort Worth area. And um, they just said, look, man, we're we're wide open. We're still running employees overtime and all such as that, trying to keep up. But it's getting better. Kel Phelps, National Barbecue News. How can they how can people find you real quick, Kel? Is it normal? Man, real easy. Barbecuenews.com. Just do a search for it or go right there to the website and you can check out. There's some free previews there. If you look on magazine issues, go back and look at some of the back issues there that we got, too. Right. All right. Well, buddy, thanks for being with us today, folks. That's going to wrap up our first hour here. Um, don't forget, um, Jordan and Nace are going to be in the after hour show with us today, the guys from 3M. And uh, we'll be back uh, shortly for those who carry the second hour. And for those who don't, we'll be back next week uh, with another edition of guess what this is? Oh, yeah, Barbecue Nation. Take care, everybody. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions and Associations and Vision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.